Have you? What do you think about the pants thing that I texted you? <laughs> Not to air out our dirty laundry. On <laughs> no, I. Honestly, that people are listening, but what do you think about the pants thing that I texted you? Okay, so I am gonna look into it because those sound amazing. Because so, Carol, I tweeted about how um, wearing pants again after working from home for two weeks um really hard for me and i'm like feeling very like my pants are a couple sizes too small all my work pants just feel small but drew suggested that i get some lululemon pants. <laughs> i like work pants and he has a pair <laughs> but no i'm actually i'm actually looking into that because i really need new pants <laughs> That's quarantine, man, quarantine. <laughs> Let's begin now. I woke up this morning and I said, you know, instead of waiting for a good day to happen, you know, waiting around through ups and downs, you know, I, I just said, look. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to A Breath of Fresh Life podcast. I'm very excited to do this podcast today. It is our 10th episode, uh, kind of a landmark episode, if you will. Um, as always, welcome Andrew Lydon and Brenna Keefe. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Doing good, Garrett. Good afternoon. Good stuff. So with our landmark 10th episode, we uh, welcome in one of our good friends, Caroline Canny, who joins the podcast today. Um, so yeah, we're very excited to, to talk to Carol. And Carol, how's it going? It's going great. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I am very excited. Also, because uh, you have you are one of our avid listeners, I would say. Um, I do. Which I is which is awesome. Listen to you guys. It's like we're all hanging out, honestly. It's... Oh yeah. 100%. So um, today's episode really can go any different ways. I know that, you know, some of us have, have questions uh, for you, Carol, but is there anything on your mind that you would like to talk about? No, not really. No, okay. <laughs> well, um, I was thinking a, a good way to start would be um, talking about how, like, the three of us kind of became friends with you or like became or like how, how those relationships started. Um, okay. I was kind of curious if we could get that. So um, I'm not sure if like someone wants to start or how, how we want to do that. Um, I'll start because yeah. I love Carol. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. <laughs> Me too. I'm geeking out, honestly. <laughs> um, I've known Carol since before Arrowhead when we played softball. Yeah? Yeah. We we both played softball growing up and like I mean we're we're a couple of years apart. I'm a little bit older. <laughs> um, but we still I think we're on 
We were both at the high school at this. No. No, we were at the high school at the same time because I know what time you're thinking of, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then we, we, like, met one day. And didn't you ask me about. Did you ask me about Arrowhead? You asked me about something. No, we were playing. We were trying out for softball and we were at Coolidge Field and you said, hey, you do Arrowhead. You should do. Natick Skyline, and I said, okay, and I did. <laughs> right that's then. What it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Yep, I pegged you out, and I said, you better do this. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, that. then we knew each other, like, through Arrowhead, and it was, mm-hmm. our friendship blossomed, especially when you got on staff. That was so exciting. Yeah. I didn't really know you that well until you got on staff. And I feel like that happens with a lot of the volunteers. You don't really know them until they become staff members, and then you guys, like, really become, like, best friends. It's kind of like you can't be, like, friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Andrew, it looks like you're deep in thought. (laughs) I I can't even believe this is happening. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this we could just sit. It's such historic ground that we're breaking. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is pretty exciting. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, my relationship to Caroline is that um, she went to Wilson and I went to Kennedy. So I would say no relationship up until eighth grade going into ninth grade. And then we were the one of three people to volunteer in 2011 up at Res. <clears throat> so we were 14 up at Res. That's, a, that's pretty young get up there. So we were um, aware of each other. We'd say hi to each other, you know, in the, in, in the high school. Aware of each other, but still not like friends or anything. And then I get a car my junior year, and Caroline lives equidistant between me and the Native Rec Center, where we did a ton of our programs, and Caroline also worked at that time, or I don't know if we were volunteering or working at. And through those car rides, we became homies and have not stopped being just exceptional friends um, to that time. Um, we are way more similar than people give, you know, give us credit for. I think we'll see that through the, the lens of this interview. But um, it was primarily in those cars that we became so close. We joined staff and um, worked well together. But I think, honestly, uh, Skyline is probably where we did our best work together. Yeah. And um, it has been an honor and a privilege to be friends with her ever since. Oh, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, I took over some of those car rides in the summer. (laughs) And also how Carol and I got very close. Oh, my gosh. I, everybody who ever... Just let me bum a ride. Thank you so much. I'm just going to put that out here on this public. Thank you, everybody, for the rides. Totally. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. You guys want to, like, fight for me, too. It's so stinking cute. I love it. You're like, you're like well, you came with me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. I love it. It makes me so happy. <laughs> Absolutely. Am I, am I remembering a time where Carter maybe maybe drove oh. you or my mom drove you? Carter drives me to Skyline. Yes, he drove. He was the last person who drove me. That's a chance, kind of scary. <laughs> but no, no. I mean, he's. He, I, I think he's a good driver. I've actually not oh, been in the car. He's a good driver. 
I actually realize that I've not been in a car that he's driven, so we'll see. <laughs> oh, he's, I never feel nervous in the car with him. And, like, I would feel nervous in the car with Andrew at the beginning, like, when he was a little <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> $300 speeding ticket, that might be... <laughs> There. In the Crayola mobile, but yeah, what are we gonna do about it? Caroline would answer like the 300 unread texts I had as me to a bunch of people that drove like mostly 100 home. <laughs> then she'd be so calm that it made me calm. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. Um, so, Carol, I think you and I had always known each other through Arrowhead. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. Andrew, was it you that mentioned the the res from 2011? Yeah. I want to say that was my, probably, I think that was my first res also. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Carol and I had always known each other through the years, I think. But it really hasn't been until maybe the last few years that um, we've gotten closer. You know, I give a lot of credit to the group chat that we have with uh, a bunch of the camp people, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, no, I'm so yeah. grateful for the Chip Squad text message group because I've gotten to know, like, you so well and, like, also the, like, um, I just love the, that group when people, like, when it lights up. It's just the best. Yeah. And oh, it it's is just fun. great to, um, to get to know. And I love that we can always talk about Bob's Burgers because I'll talk about that for days and years. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's, like, it's nice. Yeah, it's always nice having that group, and yeah, when that group lights up, hopefully watch out. <laughs> oh, man. Like, random questions about food. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's that. That's always fun, um, having that group. Um, but yeah, I mean, if there are, you know, questions that any of us have, you know, we could feel free to, to get started with those. Um yeah. I want Drew to start. Well, Caroline. Yeah. If you could just kind of like walk us through your Arrowhead journey, you have all the time in the world. Um, so, what roles kind of have you held from 2011 to the present, okay. and then what other programs have you been involved with? Okay. Uh, that's such a fun question. So. When I was, in 2011, I was a 8th grader going into freshman year. I volunteered at camp, and I went in with my friend Megan Garcia, who we both were really excited. We didn't know anything. We didn't know anybody. It was just the two of us. And we fell in love with it since, like, volunteer training. Like, volunteer training, I knew it was a weird place, and I just wanted to be there. That I just, I could just tell it was something good. And then I had John Danielson as my first camper ever. And I remember feeling a little intimidated because he was um, an older gentleman. He was much older than me, I thought, at the time. And um, I, like, didn't know him at all. So, like, I didn't, it was my first interaction with someone other than, like, a child with special needs. So I was, like, a little nervous my first week going in, and then I just fell in love with it. And I've had so many, so many, so many. I've pro- I don't even know how many people I've worked with, but it's just, like, like countless 
clients from Arrowhead Summers I've just had. It's so amazing. It's it's one I yeah, I just can't go on about it even more. I could go on for hours. I don't want to babble too much. It's like <laughs> So so what so what do you remember the year which you would have come on to staff and then kind of like what roles did you have? Because I know everyone has all these different groups. So like what were some of the some of the things you had while you were on staff? Okay, so when I was on staff, I was – what was it, 2016? Because 2015, you got on, Andrew, right? I think so. So I'm 2016. Mm-hmm. And then um, – oh, hang on. I actually – wait, I have – I need to – That's not right. Yeah, you were 16, Carol. Yeah. yeah. You were 15, Drew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you started – like two years after I started, which was in 2012. Yeah. So in 2016, I was on staff and I did media movement. We did a lot of like media movement. And can we talk about how I used to do trail mix and like no one even batted an eyelash. Like we can do, we used to do trail mix perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) So for the people that don't know, what is, media movement is like a program of like you could take pictures like different types of like media and then like we did music stuff which is like media too i guess and then what else did we do in media movement we made like a lot of instruments okay it was really fun it was cute and they all loved them and then they'd walk around with them all day it was the best did you take that over from brenna the directly or was that was amy between y'all I don't know. Did I, what's the, did I take media movement from you? Um, it was actually photography when I did it. So <laughs> we would use the camera. I knew that. That was the, oh my God. I felt, when you used, like, I was like, <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> it was, honest to God, probably my least favorite thing I've ever done at Arrow. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. Not to talk about me, but it's so funny you brought it up. I was like, you don't need to mention that I also did this. <laughs> no, I'm giving you the credit, Brenda. You deserve it. Oh, my God. I'm oh. always up to just pro- poking Brenda right in the ribs. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> you had media movement. And then what other um, – you had a bunch of other groups, right? I had um, media movement. I did ADL. Yep. What else did I do? Did you did you ever do the special events coordinating or no? Oh yeah, I was special events coordinator and I loved that. That's really fun because then you can float around. I loved that. That was a great gig, and that's what I'm doing now. And then it was like, yeah, it's just special events coordinating. Mm-hmm. That's a big gig. That's a big job. It is a big job. Yeah. <laughs> when you were there, did you prefer uh, groups or special events? When I was at camp. When you were on staff, yeah. When I was on staff, um, special events. Mm, why? Special events can get so, they're so themed. I love themes. I love theme things. Like, when it's like all, everything adds up to one big theme, I love it. Like, a Halloween theme, like a theme party, like any kind of theme I can, I, you can't swear on this, can you? you can do yeah, you say want. whatever you want. <laughs> I fuck with a, th- a good theme. <laughs> Wait, what's your favorite one you've ever done? 
theme, the Alice in Wonderland theme that we did. Whoa. <laughs> that was so fast. You knew immediately what the answer was. That was quick. Was. It was at a Skyline dance. It was the best. I was Alice. It was awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> if, I ever th- if I ever had the special events coordinator, I would be like very particular about like, hey guys, every morning, like this is how we're going to transition. This is where the costumes need to be. And like, I feel like on the opposite end, you're like, guys, this is the dress up. This is what we're going to wear. Like, you took that and you just were like, this is going to be the greatest special event. And everyone was like, Sometimes there were like special events. I was like, we're doing this just because I want to do it. And everyone's like, yeah, we can do that. And they turned out amazing. Like some, and like, sometimes you have to rewrite a special event for the day of, and that's where I would really thrive. Cause I'd be like, Oh, we need to fix all of this. So it can fit for this person. And like, these clients are here. So it needs to be like, like how it needed to be specifically I could do, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember that time we had a special event? And it was the bear event in, like, Res, where we had to have, like, what was it? It was you, me, and Adam Glick, and we were at Res, and we were by the bathhouses, and we had this group where we had, like, a bear come down and, like, scare people, and that was, like, their group or something. Yeah. Yeah. We rewrote that group, like, four times. (laughs) For four (laughs) different groups, because four different people couldn't get, like, it just needed to be that way. So I like that part about being special events coordinator. The rewrites, the creativity that comes into it. Yeah, or like just the specifics you need for who's going to be in that group. That's interesting because I'd always think of like it's super creative. Like I get to bring this really creative idea and show how creative I am. And then at the end I realize like there's absolutely no benefit to being creative. You can't collaborate. And yeah. so if we have five minutes and I bring the most creative idea that other people don't feel comfortable and don't feel safe performing that, they won't do it. They'll shut it down. So I need to figure out what they want to do and bring it to them in a way that they feel like they can love it. And so those rewrites were very humbling for me in my formative years and very fruitful now that I kind of realize that's the trick is you need to collaborate. Yeah. Although, like, I won't lie, if we had ever had a planning group of me and Carol and Andrew, it would be actually probably incredible because Drew and I together make a reckless pair, but Carol would really settle us down and be like, guys, that's bad. No. I feel like it would be a very nice medium. (laughs) It would be like, you guys could do this. Yeah, that would be good. This, be like, or you, or you could do it this way. That way's good. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. For some background, like the staff will get together like early, right before day camp, and like brainstorm. We're gonna run thirty groups, and then you break off sessions with like three staff, and they'll actually write out. So if it's yeah. um, Patriots Day, they'll write out the four groups. Same thing before Res. We'll meet prior to Res and do the same thing. So those groups are incredibly important because if you put some crazy mamba jambas like me and Brennan together, you're going to get some pretty berserk stuff. And having Caroline in there to kind of balance us. Sure, yeah. Would have been huge. Yeah, because we did that summer put out some very berserk stories and we got a lot of flack from it. So it would have been (laughs) 
I literally, because, and you know, now I, a, like, horrendously dyslexic person has to, like, really heavily read through all of the things to make sure no one's being crazy anymore. <laughs> anymore is key. <laughs> anymore is key, because it used to be crazy. <laughs> Uh, I remember being like, and then who reads the packets? They're like, oh, nobody. And I'm like, oh. Because <laughs> remember you'd submit all the groups? You'd submit 100% of the groups. So all your groups were read beforehand. Oh, 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 my God. I also have to add something on this. Um, Anybody who's going to be a special events coordinator needs to know that you just all do it on the same Google Doc. Don't don't all do separate Google Docs. Do it all on Google Doc. Why? Because then it's already formatted. I'm just, I just need that, to be, I need that to be said so I don't forget. I just remembered and I don't want to forget it. So now it's memorialized. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but you, so do you have any, like, I know there's, there's, there's two horror stories that I want to ask you about. Oh. One, as a special events coordinator, do you remember any special events uniquely crashing and burning and then as we're talking about these planning days do you remember any planning days where you were just on your last straw because those planning days can get tough um the could you repeat the first part you just said hold on one second yeah the 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 tanked special event that you thought was gonna be great okay so it's like any rainy day when it's have to like redo the rainy day like there was a rainy day one where <laughs> ryan mcneil was pretending to be shrek or he was pretending to be fiona i can't really remember but it was like giving like etiquette lessons and it was just too long of like of him ad-libbing him with a horrible accent and it was just like so rainy it was like that tanked really bad (laughs) sometimes big i can't think of any specific like um what are they called like big shows like that went really bad but some of them like some of our acting was like really bad sometimes which was really shitty (laughs) (laughs) and then any planning days where you were like oh my god i'm gonna rip my hair out those were like res planning days when you're at the rack. Those are when you want to lose it. You're like, is this worth it? Is is this life? Is is this my summer? <laughs> yeah, you get, you get twelve people who are just like exceptionally good at like helping and loving individuals with special needs, and they're like, you need to pack forty five things, and, and they're like, can you do it? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like up and down the board. Oh, we're all we're all so good at like a very small thing and then packing and being ready for an eight day camping trip is just not one of them. It's just, you're like 17,000 hours into the summer and you're like, like, there's at least two people who are kind of starting to really get on your nerves and you're like, just stop. But yo, but but so you do the six weeks, and they're six blocked weeks, so five or so Monday to Friday for six weeks. But then what people sleep on is family day will be that weekend. 
mm-hmm. family day, so you don't get a full weekend off. And then usually that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, in that pocket is where you're going to do all your res planning. <clears throat> and like you said, you're pretty burnt out, and you're doing stuff that's already super hard to do, like packing and planning and things like that. Because you're right, in the, in the beginning of the summer, you have the luxury of like, you're oh, back you, you know, you love your staff, you're, how was college, how was whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Absolutely. No, love it to death, but sometimes it's like, <laughs> Brenna, do you remember any like special events that just specifically tanked on your watch? Yeah. Yes. There was one. Oh man, it was a big group. And it was like a performance. I want to say it was one of the dating shows. And it was the girls, because unfortunately the girls' dating shows always tank because people don't think girls are funny. And then they, we get weird and it's like a whole thing. But like, I remember sitting there and it was like, I think it was me. I want to say Hallie Janet, maybe. And then it was Amanda and not Liz, someone else. I don't know. Could have been. Or maybe Amy. I'm not sure. But we were like, I don't know, like characters from a board game in a dating game. And it's just like, it really wasn't landing. Like Mm. nobody cared. And then I was just like sitting up there and like I was one of the few, like not tooting a horn, but like I'm very good at ad-libbing and like trying to make people laugh and like... Not a single thing I said landed. And I was like, today is not my day. Like, it was a bad stand-up routine, you know? Like, that one was really painful. And afterwards, I just remember <laughs> in our meeting, I just remember <laughs> them being like, um, hey, maybe we should, like, step up big group special events. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Were, were one of you a character from Candyland? Yes. Okay, because that is I vaguely like <laughs> tripping something in my head. Like I vaguely remember that. Was it bad? Is this is this like a bad memory? No, I just bad? I just remember that it was a group and there was someone from Candyland and it was yeah, mm-hmm. it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. That's so interesting. That's awesome. That's so funny that you remember that. Like, vaguely. Very vaguely. Not, like, a lot, but, like, I remember... Like, yeah. Just didn't didn't land. And, hey, that's it happens. It did not land. It was not kind. There was also one whose line is it anyway um, routine that we were doing where um, we had had the kids write down our lead-ins and um, the volunteers just, like, absolutely tanked. And they were all god-awful. Like, none of them could even be spun to be funny. And that one was also pretty painful. I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, that one was bad. Yeah. And also the meeting afterwards was like, that was bad. <laughs> that was, like, on the driveway. <laughs> my distinct... my. T- too. Had a lot of good hits though. Don't want to seem like I'm really bad. I had some big hits, <laughs> but those stand out. <laughs> huh. There have been some like I'd love to hear some of your good, your guys's good special events you remember. 
any group I ever got to do that involved storytelling with Ethan Maple. Because, like, I remember one res, we were we were playing, like, siblings or something, and it was a crime scene, and we were using, like, <laughs> flour to dust. <laughs> and we had to, like, find something, and there was this crawl space down in, I think it was Cabin 2, it, like, opens up and you can go down. And so Ethan was, like, this ghost, because he, like, left to go check the place, and he would bang on the door yes. and scream. And I remember home. this. Would be like, oh my god, he's in the back, he's in the back, and then he'd go in the crawl space, and the kids would go in and be like, where is he? And it was like the best group I have ever been in because the kids were mind boggled. <laughs> the volunteers were like, where is he? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I just uh, gave that secret yeah. away for any future group, but it was amazing. <laughs> The, the Beyonce one where you had like all the kids singing and dancing. Oh my god. Oh, that was oh. our Cabin Brenna. Yeah, it was. Oh. We were literally Beyonce. That was our theme. Yeah, it was. <laughs> our theme was Beyonce. It was, uh, what was it? Um, uh, Girl, We Run the World. Girl, Run the World. Yeah, it was cute. It was really cute. We all had different Beyonce pictures on our shirts. It was good. No, I loved that. Oh, and then uh, um, somebody vomited. Yeah, um, she did. I was just thinking about that. Um, <laughs> you just <laughs> I gave her mine. Carol literally would give you the shirt off of her back. <laughs> That's so funny. I remember the, the Ethan thing also. Like, I remember that very distinctly. That's being on staff, though. It's like there's 12 or 13 people, and you come back into the tent at the end of the night, and people will just go, I was just a part of the greatest group I've ever been a part of. And you have no idea what they did. You didn't even read the packet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you were off on your own little island. Hopefully, what you did with your group was fun. But, like, staff will have come back and have just done these legendary things you've never even heard of. And that is so crazy. Like, I've literally never heard that Brenna Ethan story until now. And that, I think, was so dope. Oh, God. I love it. Wait, Garrett, do you have one that, like, stands out as being, like, just out there in good events? Or is it just kind of like, eh? It's honestly, like, at this point, because I've seen, like, so many, it's kind of a blur at this point. Like, I remember, I don't remember as well the big groups. I remember kind of the small groups. And, like, the small groups I remember are mostly res groups. So I, I, I stopped at day camp in maybe 2017. 2016 maybe um so like at this point it's just like res is pretty much the only thing i remember but i do remember hilarious like small groups but the big groups not as much and i'm not sure why because i feel like it sh it kind of should be the other way around that like the big groups should be the groups that like you remember the most i don't know that's interesting actually but like yeah. a couple of my favorite groups are like groups that just like don't make any sense where it's like what is the activity and it's just like random stuff flies oh my god <laughs> i mean there's that, there's that video at res of the car accident why do i not remember that oh my god that was 
those videos. The the Oh Uber. yes. Oh yeah. The Uber one. That's what it was. That was a good that was a good big group that I will always remember. That, that was, was hysterical. So funny. Yep, yep, because I remember I remember the moment that um was it Andrew and Julia got into the accident? I remember the minute that it happened because I was texting Andrew that that day, I and he was like, "Yep, them. I watched it happen." He was like, "Yep, we got in a car accident." Yeah, and we got it on video. Yep, <laughs> yep, and then Bridget found out while watching the video. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Oh, there's no way to apologize for that. There's no way to apologize for that. I remember looking at her and being like, "My bad." <laughs> I love Bridget. That, that is such a that, that is a forever one of my favorite moments up at Res. Uber driver. Caroline, I'm sitting on my couch. Do you remember that video? You sent like a five second one for your Uber video. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Does anyone want to ride for me?" You can't because I'm sitting on my couch. Mm-hmm. You were in like Caitlin Ward's car. I was. I was like, "Hey, sorry, I won't drive you because I use Uber." And then I like turned and I was like, "This is my driver." Mm-hmm. Oh, it's funny. Oh man! All right, Caroline. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Who were some of your mentors as a volunteer? Who were some of your mentors on staff? And then what are some lessons that they have taught you? Ooh. Okay. Um, some of my, some people I really looked up to, I really looked up to Amanda White. I thought, I always thought she was really, really cool. And she gave me my um, string when I was a volunteer at Res my first year. So I think she's like really, really, I can't even, I get so nervous talking to her because I think she's so cool. But like, I think she's, I really looked up to her. Brenna, I remember really looking up to you when I was like, like younger. I like really, I remember you being a lifeguard and I was like, oh, she's like so badass. Like she does everything. She's like, she's so funny. Or like I remember me and Kyla would like talk about you, be like, oh my god, Brenna keep just like something on my Instagram. And we're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and like she just taught me like I was just she was just so like about her not about herself, but you were just so confident in yourself. And I just took that as like something to look for and to aspire to be as someone who's confident in herself and someone who like can not give a fuck about what anyone else thinks and like carry myself that way and I just thought you were so cool and I remember like seeing you in the halls and I was like she does arrowhead I just love you Brenna you're so sweet you're the best <laughs> and then when you when you went on to staff was there anyone that distinctly like might have taken you under their wing or so I know you started with with um with Meredith and Julia um, so I, obviously you guys are learning from each other, but was there any like more experienced people that you would have come to or kind of, how did that work out? It would really be Brenna. I would go to her, Amy Danielson for skyline stuff. I would really go with, go to her for things. I really admire Amy Danielson. I think she's wonderful. I really admire her. I think she's a hard worker. I think she's very gifted at what she does. It's interesting. 
you kind of realize like <clears throat> maybe just it's just that age but when you're 14 you kind of learn from like when i was a male like i would go to ethan for everything and of course like um naser and like the, the males and the females will usually kind of um get their mentorship through like um through other females it's just interesting and um I think the bathhouse solidifies it a lot. Like you yeah. do your core work together and a lot of changes. And I think that you just intrinsically build trust with them as you're lifting people out of wheelchairs and doing things like that. You just have to trust one another. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I kind of follow the same path. I, I would say that's true. And even like now that I'm thinking about it, I was probably just naming female staff members because of that. I was comparing myself to them. But there are a lot of, like, male staff members I, like, really looked up to. Like, Ethan Mabel, without saying, I think is, like, an extraordinary human being. And I always looked up to him. And, like, I just think he's, like, the bee's knees. And I just, like, I remember sitting sitting with him at lunch or, like, some meal at res. And he was talking to me about his college class. And I remember, like, sitting and being, like, you need to be present for this moment because he's giving you free information right now. He, like, went to college and learned this. He's telling you this right now. And I was, like, really focusing on listening. I think he is, like, so cool. But, like, Mike Burke, I think Mike Burke is, like, an amazing man. And, like, I, like, how he works with clients is so great. Um, Matt Frechette, like, the way he's so, like, yeah, like, there's a lot of people at camp you just, like, you can't ever, oh, oh Jean, Jean Arena, like, Jean Arena, she, she, oh, that woman is just spectacular. I don't even know her that well, but, like, I, like, feel her. I'm like, oh, my God, she's so cool. Oh my God. Wait, can I just say, like, fun fact about Jean Arena is that she used to teach with my Nana, so she knew, my Nana has known her for, like, years and years and years, so when I started Arrowhead, like, my first year, my Nana dropped me off and was like, Jean, oh, my God. And so then from that moment on, Jean was, like, so, like, knew me, always asked me stuff, like, even from, like, my first year volunteering. And then one day, literally out of the blue, she comes up to me and she's like, you just, I can tell, you have an old soul. And I just really, really, I love it. I love your aura. And then just walked away. And it was the most magical thing that's oh. ever happened to me. Just a side oh note, gosh. I just freaking wow. love She's amazing. Oh. Wow. Wow. She, yeah. That's a, that's crazy. She, bro, I can't believe, I did not think that Jean was there, but I guess she was because they were also volunteering when she was there. That's like, feels like so long ago. Well, I was volunteering when you were volunteering, Brenna. No, I know, but it just feels like she like... I forget sometimes that she was on staff when I was on staff because it was only for like one or two years. So in my brain, I'm like, wow, she was there, but she was because we did volunteer at the same time. Oh my God. Were you there when nurse Christine was there? No, always nurse Susan. Okay. Okay. So that's where the line is. Okay. Just wondering. (laughs) So Carol kind of working off the camp relationship type thing. Um, you know, obviously I have kind of a, I don't want to say like a vested interest, but, uh, you worked with Carter, my younger brother in a bunch of different arenas, like skyline and, uh, and like camp. So I was curious if you could like speak to that a little bit and like what it was like working with him, because I've realized that 
So Andrew and Brenna were not like on staff when Carter was on staff or like, you know, volunteering. So I guess I'm just curious, you know, what that, what those relationships look, look like. That kid is one of the hardest workers I have ever met in my entire life. He works nonstop. He like works so hard at school, but like even at like, I remember one time specifically he was asked to clean up a bathroom accident and he jumped. He was so excited because he was being asked to be put into a staff position that like, not, that was a privilege. It was a privilege to help out with this. Like not really, but like it was a privilege to be thought of as staff. And he was so excited to just like be a part on staff. He just, you can tell his heart's completely in it and that he's head over heels in love with it. And that he's just all the clients adore him. He's always respectful of their ages and like their, um, their like relationship towards him. He's he's just such a great kid. He's so great to work with. I love working with Carter. He's awesome. That's he's really wonderful. Um, and then kind of to go off of that, I was like very curious when I was writing this question. But how how are like him and I different? Like how are our personalities different, or like how are our, our like relationships different? like between you and me and you and Carter? I would say the relationship with you and me and me and Carter is definitely more of like age wise. Like I see you have more of a, my age peer. And then Carter seems more like a younger brother to me kind of yeah. thing. So, um, like I see him as like a younger, like a younger brother, like take him under sure. my wing as more of your like being like a buddy. Mm-hmm. But um, I do like how I can talk with you about like me, like Bob's Burgers and stuff, mm -hmm. which is something that you and me are interested in. And he doesn't really talk with me about that kind of stuff. He talks to me about like work and things. Mm -hmm. Oh, gotcha. That was that was informative. I appreciate that. Appreciate the answer. <laughs> you know, if Brennan was like, if Brennan was like a stick of dynamite, right, or like just like a battle axe in the camp era like arrowhead arena like what ingredient did caroline candy bring to camp arrowhead like how did you what was your superpower on staff wait why am i a battle axe you were just going after just chopping people down making it happen attacking full speed at all moments all right all right Do I have to say what I think I am? Yeah, what's your secret ingredient, Kara? Oh, I would say I'm probably like a bubbles. Like... <laughs> I was going to say rainbow, but that's really good, too. <laughs> like, the little, like and whenever we would do groups, they're like, who wants to run the bubble group? I'm like, I'm running the bubble group. <laughs> I like that. Drew, what are you? Bubbles. I think bubbles as well. <laughs> no, I think, I think, do you remember that picture of me where I had the bald head up here and then the hair on the sides? Yeah, who could forget? That's the type of chaos I feel like I brought in a very controlled setting. <laughs> you were chaotic good. Chaotic good. <laughs> yeah. A battle axe. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
take a dynamite battle axe. And then Garrett, I always feel like he's like he's the person that like will like be thirty feet like behind all of the camp arrowhead things and like seeing everything and like understanding. Like the same way that Ethan, remember how Ethan would just stand back and just watch things going on every once in a while? And I'm like, what are you seeing? Like every once in a while I'll see Garrett do that and I'll be like, dude, what are you thinking about right now? What are you seeing? He just understands. So he has that old soul wisdom in him, too. I wish the people could have seen those hand motions you were making. <laughs> Looks like you were like a sorcerer. <laughs> so Garrett's got the vision. I feel like also you always know everything. <laughs> like, 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 I could ask a question like about, like, oh, like, what? where is so-and-so? And you'd be like, oh, yeah, I just saw my girl's school. But, like, like, I just feel like you're always like, oh, yeah, that's what that person's group is. Duh. Like oh, a, oh, me? Like yeah. an oracle, Jared. <laughs> the oracle. Or like you're always in on secrets. I think that's what it is. Like you, like if if someone knows something, they're going to tell it to you and then you know what's going to happen and you'll just be like, yeah, I knew. Yeah, I kind of like to be informed. <laughs> I like that. And it's so funny because when I was like in middle school and high school, I always felt like I was literally the last person to know anything. <laughs> so maybe it's just this, I'm like, oh, I have to know. Yeah. Huh. Kyla, what was it like when you were on staff, like with all the different buildings, like you were on staff one year and like, remember when the, the lodge burns down so you don't have access to the lodge and then another year you're in the high school and you've kind of done it in a bunch of kind of different spots. So kind of what was that like? Like, walk me through maybe what changed day to day, what changed maybe in your mindset or um, just kind of talk to me about that time when you were on staff. So it was really awesome to see how flexible we could be. It was awesome to see that you didn't need what you thought you needed. You just needed the bare essentials and you could make it happen. That was pretty cool. Um, but being at the high school was really shitty. That sucked really bad. That was not great. That um, Clients could tell it was a high school. They could tell it was a school. It didn't feel like camp. So that was definitely the hardest part of being in the different buildings was people can tell when it's not what they're used to. Like if it's not if it doesn't feel like camp and it feels like school, it's going to be a lot harder to enjoy camp. Mm-hmm. But um everyone's always really excited to see us like when, when we went to Doug Pond, it was really cool that we, they gave us those um, accommodations and stuff like that. So, like, we've swam at a bunch of different places, too. But we've, we've done camping in a bunch of different ways. I remember, I remember one time, it was like we had the trailers and we weren't in – the building was burnt. But it, I think it was the summer that the building burned down. So what year is that? It was my last year. Yeah. That was 2016. 16. Yeah, so 2016. So it was my first year. And then, oh, no, it must not have been because Ethan was there. Well, whatever. One year, Eric Sears is in a trailer dripping blue paint because he's sweating and he has to paint himself blue and he has to stand in the trailer for like 15 minutes before he can go out because he pre-paints it himself. 
Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> he really painted himself too early. It was like the birth of something. No, it was the one where we reenacted Ethan Maple's life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Brenna, just to give you some context, I wrote in that Ethan had a live birth, and we would start with a live birth, and uh, we had to cut that scene. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're not allowed to work together because I let that happen. <laughs> I would have said that is so funny. <laughs> I was like the like the third or fourth in command that year, so someone above that had to tell me that. Just think about that. Nasir oh. has to be like Andrew. Do you have a second? And he walks me like twenty feet away from everybody. He's like, uh, you know, we can't do the live birth right now. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the whole conversation. For sure, for sure. I feel like I've heard that referenced at least a few times. <laughs> Live <laughs> like, Absolutely, yes. <laughs> can we please do Andrew's like, can we please do the live birth this year? Yeah. Yeah, but Eric Eric was, was so destined on doing the Blue Man group. He thought that was going to kind of catapult him into that like that was a huge character that was a character that we could keep alive for years to come very enthusiastic we try to run in 27 we might have full-on cut the group caroline i'm not even sure um but but yeah he did it blue for no reason blue for no reason it was unbelievable <laughs> that's one of my favorite parts about camp when we were doing like the va- the vacationers one I was painting my feet green for like no reason and people were just like walking by and I'm like yep we're just doing it for fun just painting my foot green they're like okay <laughs> just painting random parts of you just doing weird things so oh, I just miss it oh, that's oh, like my goodness. favorite part about camp is just being able to do the weirdest things for like no reason there's no reason to do a lot of the things we did but they were so fun like when we would do like whale watch groups down by the water like why you know it probably had nothing to do with the theme but it was fun and it was (laughs) we got to pretend to do tricks and stuff but like I was in that group like every single year and every year I was like why are we doing this but it was so fun to do (laughs) You, but you can see it though. Like you'll be able to, like if you really track it, at least from what I've seen, is like the weirder the staff can go. Like if I can insert incredibly weird thing here, like then a fourteen-year-old volunteer can like stick out his tongue in a picture, and I feel like you can tangibly see the volunteers loosen up or start to understand that this is a very safe place to like be themselves. And I've literally seen big groups just break volunteers into completely being themselves, and it's the greatest thing. I've also done weird groups that have tanked, and I've ate it for a whole hour, and I wrote 100% of it. and had to sit and look at another 13 people and be like, listen, I just tanked up, just stunk up a whole hour of your day, and I'm sorry. But um, when it goes well, there is no single greater feeling. It is really great to see the kids, the like volunteers, like literally open up, like see that it's okay to be weird. Because you do learn that from the staff. That's, like, one of the things I looked up to Brenna, like, for. Like, she was just, like, so... She, she was just so weird. I was <laughs> wanted to be like it. <laughs> Which I is thought it was so interesting, Karen, you said that you loved Arrowhead before any campers, before at volunteer training you knew. 
that yeah. blows my mind because everybody know it's commonplace to say that Caroline Candy is the strongest staff, uh, one of the top five strongest staff in the 2010s, and yet you knew as a volunteer, but everyone thinks of you as camper centric. You get to one camper number one to camper number thirty at just the highest rate. Just I won't I won't take that debate with anybody. You're the strongest at that, and yet. It wasn't even the campers that locked you in. It wasn't even until Johnny D. You knew before you knew the weekend before seeing Johnny D. that you loved it, and I think that's fascinating to me. I, I literally did because I remember making friends with Peter Simmons Hayes, and I was like, "Sweet, we made friends with the Hano twins, or friends with like Peter Simmons Hayes." I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be so awesome! I have all these friends now." And then I went and I, oh yeah, it's crazy. Arrowhead is definitely the single best thing I've ever done in my life, and that's not even a question. That's a that that's a fact. I met my best friends through camp. I met Kyla through camp. Like I, all my job opportunities, all my confidence is just really everything. I'm I'm so grateful for Camp Arrowhead. I couldn't be any more blessed to have it in my life. Honestly, it's really a blessing to have it. I just had serious flashbacks with some of the names that you just brought up. Oh my god, made me so excited. Wait, Carol, what was your, what about um, the volunteer training did you just, like, love so much? Because I feel like for everyone, it's totally different. So I'm a big, I like icebreakers. Not everybody likes icebreakers, but I love them. I think they're, like, super fun, like, little games. So I liked all the games, and I liked how, like, I, I remember vividly the, um, we were sitting in the old lodge, and it was, like, all filled up, and Tim Flynn was talking, and he was doing the skits, and I remember those skits vividly, and I was like, oh, those are, I remember laughing so hard, and, like, thinking it was so funny. <laughs> I love the skits. That was also one of my favorite things. I love minicamp, to be completely honest. Minicamp. I think, I think, like, my some of my favorite memories which was like when camp was more ridiculous was like during mini camp when I was a staff member it was my first year Tim Flynn picked me up and spun me around in circles and like genuinely nobody knew what to do and then he just like put me down and that was that but it was like the weirdest funniest experience I've ever had there is nothing like mini camp. It, you just like get to like let everything go for like just a little bit, but you need it. You need it once a year. Once a year. <laughs> I'm also a big believer in mini camp. Hmm. Any more questions, Drew? I loved all of them. I can't remember. Oh, I, have so, I mean, I have so many questions. I, you guys just let me know when when you i i do kind of have a burning question for carol so the so your your like uh instagram so for those of you who don't know uh carol has her own personal instagram and then has another instagram cannykins365 where she'll post pictures every day and like kind of write about her day or like the things that she's done so i've been like so fascinated by that i'm very curious about how that came up or like how you started doing that. So, um, I was in like a mental health, uh, like program 
and they were talking about like journaling like I've always been working on my mental health like my therapist and stuff and they always talk about journaling and stuff and I've like never really kept with a journal mm-hmm. so one year it was like 2017 I was like I'm gonna make an Instagram account where I post something I'm grateful for every day mm-hmm. so I did that and then I posted every day for one year and then now it's like my third year doing it and I still try to post every day. Yeah. I really, I love it. It's really fun. It's awesome. It's definitely worth a, worth a follow on, on Instagram. I'm sure I that everyone really... listening probably already follows it. <laughs> I can really like feel my day. Um, like if I have a bad day and I don't post it, like that day feels worse than if I posted because mm. like if I posted, then at least I can think about one little thing that made me happy that day. Like even if sometimes it's like, I just took a shower today and that's Mm -hmm. what I was grateful for. And then some days it's like a big long list of things, but like, it's nice. I really, I'm really grateful for it. And it really makes me, it really makes me, it really grounds me. I really enjoy it. I like it. That's really neat. That's so, that's so neat. Um, I I like looking at the pictures too. Hmm. Um, I was just also, wait, I just, that just reminded me actually that I had a question. I wanted to know about, um, your postcards. Cause I think you've told me their origin story before, but like, I don't remember. And it that just got me thinking about it. Yes. I have a ginormous postcard collection. Andrew came over the other day. I made him look at all of those. <laughs> but, um, I just always remember liking postcards. I remember being really little and like um, sitting by my bookshelf and I would have like a few postcards and like a little photo album. And then um, I just always, like I always had them. So I always just collected them anyways. But I have like, um, I have vintage postcards. I have countries in a binder and I have states in a binder. All different. Yeah, three binders, because they're all full. So I have, like, vintage ones from, like, the 1980s and, like, down. And then um, the states and the, the states and countries, yeah. That is so cool. That is really neat. How many do you have? Um, I probably have over, like, 300. Damn. I would say. Cause I have, yeah, I have like about, about 300. They're really, they're really cool. I have like, a whole, I've collected them since like 2002, my mom said, or that's how far they date back to. Is that like your oldest hobby? Yeah. Collecting postcards and keychains. Keychains. Oh, I didn't they're know that. Keychains, but they get so bulky and heavy. They're like hard to keep. Yeah, that's fair. But my friends, some of my friends who always travel, like when I was, like my friends from like elementary school, like the like Phoebe Patterson, like Scout Patterson, like they'll always mail me like keychains and postcards because they remember when I collected both of them. They're so cute. Oh. Uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit about Jack Canny. Yeah. <laughs> and the famous, the famous, you know. So maybe Brennan wouldn't know, and, and Garrett wasn't doing day camp, but. When I was the volunteer coordinator, I'm sure Jack volunteered for years beforehand. And people who don't know, Jack Caney is is Caroline's younger brother, not little brother. He's this behemoth of a man, right? But he ended up doing five weeks volunteering that summer when I was the volunteer coordinator. He did, he did X 
excellent work. Um, and I, I wanted to ask you, what was it like having your brother also enjoy and spend time with you at your happy place? And then what do you love most about your relationship with your brother? That was amazing to see him with um, at Arrowhead. I loved every bit of that. Uh, for Christmas, I got him, for like two Christmases, I got him like pictures of him and his campers. So he has a, pin- a frame picture of him and one certain camper and then he has a picture of him and another camper and it's like my favorite pictures i almost said their name <laughs> but they're so he was so happy and it's something when he was younger he was really uncomfortable with like going to wendy's and seeing like a bunch of people with special needs that made him a little uncomfortable when he was younger so he never really wanted to do camp. I kind of like shoved it down his throat. Like I was like, you need to do this. It's my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Please do this. And he ended up just doing it. And then he ended up really, really liking it. And like thinking about how we could help. He likes helping people. So it really shaped him into who he is now, which I'm really proud of. I'm really proud that he had this experience and that he got to grow this way. And then I got to see him do it and it's nice to have like it's really nice when someone you know can does camp and then you have like the stories because you can say the names and they make more sense and it's nice to have that with jack so i can say that with a few people yeah jack also had john danielson whoops it is jack also had um yeah he also had another camper he had my same first camper we can edit anything out Thanks for editing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm kind of bouncing around here, but uh, the, uh, the Arrowheads, uh, what do you call it? Not slideshow. Is it called slideshow at the end of the year? The yeah. Um, big thing, and and the Arrowhead staff all get to bring one song. So each person brings their song, which most embodies Camp Arrowhead to them. Um, what were you looking for when you were picking a song? And are there any ones that's, that remind you of camp? One song that I picked um, was One of Us by New Politics. And it's just a really, I picked it one year and it's just really sweet. It's like, um, it just talks about how you might not feel like you belong somewhere, but you belong here. And that's just what I think camp is, especially. Mm. So I loved that song. I loved when I picked that song for camp. (laughs) (laughs) Brennan, do you have any that, like, will forever you'll remember as the one that you, you know, brought? And is there a reason why you really love it? Um, Well, there's two. The first one I actually got from Gina Arena. Um, it was my first year on staff picking and I like completely panicked and was like, I don't have a song. I don't know what the fuck to do. And so literally I remember it was like the day before and Melissa was like, you have to pick a song. And I was like, fine. So I panicked and was telling Jean that I didn't know what to do. And she told me to pick, thank you for being a friend, the Golden Girls theme song. So that was my first, like, ever one. But then after that, I obviously, like, figured out how to put thought into it and not panic. Um, but my my most favorite one and the one I think embodies camp for me is No Place I'd Rather Be. Oh. Because that was my last summer. What, that was my song. Every time it came on, like, no matter how dead I was at camp, I would 
run out into the middle and just start dancing and singing and like I just really like the song in general too and and when I listen to it I think about camp like so I, I felt like it just was it embodied my last summer so it was like emotional for me but then at the same time I think it's just a great song for camp you used to always play the I'm ready I'm ready remember that one oh yeah with the spongebob voice (laughs) i did i loved that one too well it was so hard to find because i was i did i helped people do their special event like playlists always but it's so hard to find clean songs that are like really fun to dance to (laughs) yes i loved that song yeah no splits in it (laughs) yes there are i think of you whenever i hear it like to this day Oh, you gave me I'm thinking a lot. Oh my god, I love that song. <laughs> Gary, do you have any song that reminds you of camp? Oh jeez, how much? How much time do you have? <laughs> um, well, I think like I can't remember what what year it was. Maybe it was a few years ago. But like, there were a couple songs that uh, I think there were Khalid songs that um, Daniel Baptiste was in our cabin, and he'd always request to like play a couple of those songs i can't remember specifically which songs but like there are a couple of them that immediately i think camp because that's like we you know throw music on people are throwing the football and just hanging out and it's like it takes me right back to 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 doing that garrett i remember singing to mr brightside by like the basketball last res that was fun yes that was very fun (laughs) <laughs> and I can definitely attest to the uh, finding clean music because I've had to do that for a couple playlists. <laughs> yeah, there was a. I think um, the last. I think it was the last res. I did not do a clean enough sweep on certain songs. So there was like a beginning of a song, and Meredith was like, you know, playing it from from a distance. She's like, "What are you doing? Why is this on here?" I'm like, you didn't do a didn't do a listen through. Sorry. <laughs> but luckily we stopped the music before anything happened so well, walk a flock of flame yep yeah shout out walk a flock of flame i was like yikes i don't know how that got in there <laughs> oh my god andrew do you what's your song um i think like garrett said i think that like um a lot of the songs that remind me most of arrowhead they never ended up making it on the slideshow because they couldn't run them, but I think Love Yours by J. Cole, which is talking about like, if you have your people, you know, and you love your people, that's all you need in life. And like everything else is just background noise. Um, I loved Love Yours by J. Cole. And then I, I would listen to the same playlist before going to work every day. I'd wake up and just start shuffle playing it. It was like five to 10 songs. Nick Morton actually found it on Spotify and he text me about how much he loved it. Um, but I was a big believer of like, like I felt like I was playing a game every day, like a, like a sports game. So I'd listen to music before sports. I'd listen to music before camp. Um, so one man can change the world by Big Sean, bigger than me by Big Sean, um, dreams and nightmares, man on the moon, you know, all those things I would listen to. But the ones that I ran for, for the slideshow, I would always, there was one, there was one Brenda that, um, by the Penguin Cafe Orchestra, and it's there's no, it's called Perpetuum Mobile, and there's no words to it. And when my roommate showed it to me, I thought it was the most beautiful sounding thing I'd ever heard. 
and there's no words. And I thought it was the only thing beautiful enough to encapsulate what Arrowhead was. And so I put in the song, which is just this orchestra, and Ethan heard it, and he was like, no. <laughs> so I, I didn't end up running that one. But, and maybe that would be the, the only clean one. It has no words in it, but I think it's so beautiful. Wait, I think I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was my number one choice. And people were like, what, like, what planet are you living on? Because in the last couple of years, I remember I helped Melissa and Ethan out a lot with the slideshow. Or, like, not a lot, but I would go help. And I liked Ethan. I used to make him, like, teach me how to do the song thing that he did. And I remember him being, like, listening to it and being like, no, I'm absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, you had to give him multiple choices in case you gave the worst request that ever was in the history of the planet. Like, unless it was, like, a terrible thing that was said in the song, they would run your first choice. <laughs> Uh, but that one did not make it. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, suffice to say, I was the only one that saw that deeper meaning in that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's good times. It's good times. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we've been talking for over <laughs> an hour. Do we want to keep going? Do we want to do like one final question? Yeah, we could do that. Um, I guess I could ask my final question. So. Um, Carol, you've mentioned Bob's Burgers a few times, and it's like your favorite show. I'm curious about what drew you to the show in the first place. Um, what drew me to the show in the first place was that Tina was played by a man. <laughs> okay. I thought it was funny that her voice was deeper than... And I just like saw it on a clip, and I was like, huh, that's kind of funny, and then I, I watched it. <laughs> Was do you remember the first episode you watched? Was it like the first episode, or was yeah, it? Yeah, the first episode I watched was the first episode because I started. I just started on Hulu. Yeah. Hulu. Um, I just saw it on Hulu, and watched from the start. Gotcha. But and, I must yeah. have seen if I've done the math of how much Bob's Burgers I've watched. I must have watched every episode at least fifteen times, and there's eleven seasons. Dang. So like. <laughs> What makes my heart so happy is like that makes me feel so much better having seen every episode only like five to six times. <laughs> so I was like, wow, that's a lot. That's excessive. And I'm like, no, 15. I can get there. <laughs> and so I, like, I could recite any episode if you wanted me to. I could love the joke. <laughs> is, there, is there something about the show that just like keeps you coming back? I really, I was talking to my mom about this. Every they have a little moral of every episode, mm. so I just think that's so sweet because, yeah. and I like that not everybody likes the Belchers because not everybody likes everybody. I like that sometimes people just don't like them, and I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> they also kind of look like sock puppets, which I don't love. Well, that's <laughs> okay. Oh my god, that one episode where they did all the different cartoon variations. Oh, I love that one. That was that crazy. Was so that was so good. Oh, god, I love that show. I think I'm going to have to rewatch that episode because I think I've like missed a few different types of things. Like I looked down for a minute and I was like, wait. I'll literally watch Bob's Burgers and something new. I'll find something new every episode. like Or like every few episodes. It's the best part. It's, it's so funny. Hmm. It's so subtle. I think it's the it's the one liners for me that you miss, you forget yeah. about 
I watched um, the episode the other day where Jean, Louise, and Tina all go to that mm-hmm. island to go trick-or-treating, and they, like, whatever, those kids, like, lock them in the tennis court and all that stuff, and, like, I had no idea how obsessed I was with Gene in that episode, because he had, like, 20-plus funny-as-hell one-liners, and I was like, why have I, like, why don't I remember this? Like, this is mind-boggling. It was so funny, but it's like, every time I forget, and I love it again. That's awesome. You guys are going to hate me. Is there any way I could sneak in two questions? Yeah, go. Okay, so Caroline, at college... Teachers will teach for like 10 years when they get tenured, and this is kind of how I understand it. It's probably wrong. But once they get tenured, like they can take like a sabbatical, which is six months off where they're paid. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you were on staff for a, probably five to six years, but throughout that time, intermittently, you took prolonged periods where you volunteered. It could be for entire weeks, some days, things like that. Um, a lot of people, when they're on staff for a long time, will lose touch with what it's like to volunteer. Ethan even said to me before he passed off the volunteers, he left camp and he said, I would have passed off the volunteer duty because at that point I'd been on staff for so long, I forgot what it was like to be a volunteer. I couldn't relate to them. What did you learn when you went back as a volunteer about Arrowhead that you had forgotten? That was something I needed. I needed that res to be a volunteer again to get yeah you got you you do forget you forget why you're there and like you forget the one-on-one connection you can make and like even that res I had I got a like I've never had that camper before so it was like a brand new it was like a, a regular res like you got a camper you met them for like the first time and like you got to interact with them one-on-one for the first time that's so fun to like get that into like build that relationship with someone fresh is just so exciting and like to have one-on-one time with someone where you get to know someone for a week that's the that's the best feeling when you're buddies for life and your best best friends by the end of that week and you know them inside out that's one of my favorite feelings in the world that was really good to have again i loved that i love that yeah thank you no that was that was the best that was the best, like, because that, that could have, like, been, like, really a bummer, because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to go that res, so when I ended up getting a whole new res experience, like, another camper experience, that was, like, the best thing that could have happened, that was awesome, that was, that was so great. Um, you never get to tell it to people, you just never really find a time to do it, but, um, you know, you were probably, like I said, like the person who to pretty much owned the 2010s. Um, you know, we started together. There was Eric, Julia, Meredith, Ben, Stephen, Andrew, uh, myself, and you on the staff all from the same year. You know, you had the longest tenure. Um, you did some of the finest work. You were a leader to all the young staff that came below you. Um, you held down the Skyline program as the sole person that was, that was heading the program for a long time. Um, you're the person that the campers come to for everything. Um, you are beloved by the families, by the campers, uh, and by the entire Native community. Um, you've given us 10 years plus of service. Um, and for that, you know, I think I can speak on behalf of a lot of people when I say um, we love you and we think of the world of you.
Well, thank you, Andrew. And my question on the back half of that is, given you have given so much to Arrowhead, um, in turn, you know, what has Arrowhead given to you? Just a lifetime of confidence and friends. Just my best friends. Met my best friends, their clients or staff. That's like just that's what I'm so grateful for. I'm just so grateful to have met the people I've met, to have the connections I have, to have lasting connections for clients that I, just just having lasting connections. I'm so grateful for. I love you, Carol. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love you too. This was so nice. <laughs> so, Brenna, did you have another question or no? No, I don't think okay. so. I really, my questions got based off of Andrew's questions, so, and I'm pretty sure I even stole one, but that's okay. <laughs> So I think, I think if we're about to wrap up, Carol, uh, one thing that we do at the end of every episode is we uh, share like kind of a positive thing of the, of the last week that we've done or, you know, something, something positive that's happened to us in the last week or something fun that we've done that like was, was a lot of fun. So um, Andrew and Brenna, do you have anything pressing or should I go ahead? You can go. All right. So. Uh, next Thursday, uh, my family and I are um, adopting a new puppy, so uh, we're really excited about that. So in the last week, we've had, you know, conversations about, you know, oh, do we want to change the name, you know, things like that. But it's just, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's been kind of an interesting time. It's kind of all come, come up really quickly. So I'm really excited for that, you know, see how how Finn reacts to a new dog. We'll see how Bryce reacts to a new dog. Um, but I'm really excited. So it should be, should be interesting. That's so fun. Have you picked a name yet officially? So the, the dog's name is Mimi. There's some people in my family that would uh, like to change the name. Not going to, not, not going to name names because we, we don't do that here, but <laughs> there, there are some of us in the family that are not wild about the name. So I'll just leave it at that. Do you, but do you know what you're going to change it to or no? Uh, we've, we have had conversations, so uh, we most likely are going to keep it an, an M name. Uh, so we've tossed around some some ideas. Maybe Momo. There's Karen, what about Momo? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how to, react, how to respond to that. So now I feel really good about it. 
So that's my positive for the week because then I'm back at work and actually getting work done. There you go. That's great. Love to hear it. That's right. awesome. Have you, what do you think about the pants thing that I texted you? <laughs> Not to air out our dirty laundry on <laughs> no, I millions of people are listening, but what do you think about the pants thing that I texted you? Okay, so I am going to look into it because those sound amazing. Because, so, Carol, I tweeted about how um, wearing pants again after working from home for two weeks um, really hard for me. And I'm, like, feeling very, like, my pants are a couple sizes too small. All my work pants just feel small. So Drew suggested that I get some Lululemon pants. <laughs> I like work pants and he has a pair. But no, I'm actually I'm actually looking into that because I really need new pants. <laughs> That's quarantine, awesome. man, quarantine. <laughs> I love how we just went from text, uh, tweet to text message to podcast. That, that was some impressive work. Media and movement. Media and movement. <laughs> I've been having some great time. I've been retired, so life is good. I wake up at 4.20. I go to the gym. I get home, and I have these full days in front of me. So I've just been uh, – I've gotten a hold of my teeth into these excellent books. Um, I read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I've been reading Guns, Germs, and Steel, which is just so fascinating to me as, as someone who loves history and loves to see how – strategies and patterns kind of affect all of human history. Um, I thought I was going to get that when I minored in economics in school, but that actually, I mean, it was cool, but it's more about markets and like making people rich and things like that versus like um, understanding trends and that are really fascinating to me. And I think that um, guns, germs, and steals allow me to kind of nerd out and learn a ton of stuff. And I'm taking this time between jobs just to kind of like reinvest in my relationships but then also just like do really fun stuff that i love doing so it's been full days and it's been very fun days uh retired at 23 it's a good life (laughs) wait what i'm i'm very confused but also is what's your new job no i don't have one yet retired baby just chilling you know Sang that much? I was like really confused. It's good to all singing. 
That movie creeps me out. I don't know what it is, but yeah, never, I don't know. I'm also just not a scary movie person. Like, I'm a huge, huge wussy. I, I just hate, I hate getting scared. I don't love it either. It's not... And so just my defense mechanisms, my defense mechanism is just to laugh at everything. Be like, ah, oh, this isn't, this is so stupid. <laughs> so I'd probably not be someone to, someone to watch a horror movie with. No, no, I'm not either. I don't watch scary movies. I watched The Ring when I was like in middle school and I had to sleep with the lights on for like two months. Like there, I've been scarred ever since. <laughs> That and It, the original It with Tim Curry, which isn't even that scary, but he oh. was so scary. That was it for me. <laughs> I I think that movie is very scary. I actually think it's scarier than the remake. Thank you. Wait, I'm sorry, I'm dropping. I gotta cut it. An old, this is the, the biggest oldest time, is four Arrowhead people who have essentially finished something and then just hang around and talk until Kingdom Come. This is peak Arrowhead right here. If you don't, if you don't know, you know now. <laughs> this is peak Arrowhead. <laughs> facts, facts. I I would say that the like remakes though are like they're more like creepy and just like really weird. Like in the like the original one, that's like psychological. Like we'll fuck with you. I didn't even watch the remake, to be completely honest, because yeah. I was so scarred from the first one. But, okay, but so now that we're talking about... Oh, sorry. Oh, no. I was going to say, the only scary movie I can, like, healthily watch is the first Paranormal Activity movie, because they're just kind of, it's kind of a little funny. But that's, like, it. Otherwise, I can't watch the so, so I'm not a horror movie person at all, but... Something about it, like I'm fascinated by those by the by that movie. It's so weird. I'm fascinated by the original, and then like I had to watch the remakes. Um, yeah, it, the weirdest thing. I don't know what it is. And I also borrowed the book from someone, and I've never read it. I didn't even know. Uh, I just borrowed it from someone from Arrowhead, and straight up took it from their house and. Still have it. Yes. So talk about airing out our dirty laundry. <laughs> good, Karen. Good. Thanks for coming, Carol. Thanks yeah, for talking. Yeah, seriously. This was so great. This was so great. Anytime. Yeah, seriously. Re- recurring guest. <laughs> Welcome whenever, Caroline. Yeah. <laughs> it was so great to see you guys. I love, like, FaceTime-y stuff. I'll FaceTime you all more. I, lo- yeah. I absolutely love for that. Love that. <laughs> um, all right, everyone. Well, that's been Breath of Fresh Life, episode 10. Hope you guys all enjoyed. Thanks to Carol for coming on. And, yeah, we'll get to you guys uh, at a later date.